I control the rock, if the rap slow, I control the block Yeah, I'm really it, and you not Got a couple coups, I can draw the top I done made it, nigga, all these digits coming in I'm saving for the bigger picture, no one day I need them Might as well get used to me, my biggest fear is ending up with you should be, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Bet the Garage Big 12 Preview Show. I'm D Money with my partner in crime, Kid Creole, and Lil. Looks like Lil didn't make it to the show again. Uh, I think she's dropping the kids off at the pool. She had to see a guy by the horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're ready to party. I'm ready to party. How you feeling? I'm ready to go. I feel, I feel great. A day close to the college kickoff. Also, yeah. I, you know, I big accomplishment for me. I finished the puzzle this weekend. It was, took me three years uh, as a three party. years to do a puzzle. 100 piece puzzle, man. And it said that five years plus. So I did it in oh, three. Oh, five plus, but you finished it in three. I got you. Finished it in three. So three uh, years let's do puzzle. I didn't even know you did puzzles, but. It's something, something to keep me away from drinking. All right. So before we jump into that Big 12 preview show, just want to let the listeners know what to expect after our Power 5 conference breakdowns. So starting with week zero, we'll have a weekly podcast with special guests reviewing the week's biggest games and our best bets for the week. On Saturdays, we'll be putting out some live video updates while we party, cook, give out some additional picks, talk a little Sunday football. Uh, throughout the week, we'll give out, we'll give out some updates. If there's weekday games, we'll give out some updates on some of our picks. Uh, so make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube at Bet the Garage. Yeah, hit the, hit the like button at Bet the Garage and definitely join us for some picks and some parties and cooking, you know. Now let's get into the Big 12 football. All right, we kick off the Big 12 with one of the most intriguing teams in college this year, the Oklahoma Sooners. And I say that, so for years, the Sooners have been known for their high-powered offenses. Now they bring in defensive coordinator Brett Venables from Clemson, one of the better defensive coordinators in college. So what do you, I don't, I just really don't know what to expect from this team. Uh, I'm not sure we'll know much of anything for the first couple of weeks. We know they always, always have great recruiting, but they lost a lot of talent to uh, transfers out to the NFL. All right, let's start there. They do lose two Heisman caliber quarterbacks and Spencer Rattler uh, and Caleb Williams, both transferring. But they do transfer in UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he's got a powerful arm. Uh, he can run the ball. He's a world of talent there. He's also familiar with the new offensive coordinator, Jeff Libby. They were together at UCF in 2019. Um, they do lose 1,000-yard rusher Kennedy Brooks. Um, so. Uh, early on, they got some talent there. They'll be battling for those early carries. Wide receiver Mario Williams transfers to USC with Lincoln Riley. Um, but I think with the transfers they got in, I think they'll be okay at receiver. For me, the biggest thing on this team is the O-line. They rushed for 188 yards last year. They should be able to duplicate that performance and contend for the Joe Moore Award uh, for best O-line in the country. Uh, on defense, they do lose their top three D linemen, but return four of their five top tacklers at a linebacker so they have one of the best linebacker groups in the nation um, Venables likes to use his linebackers to bring pressure so I think that'll help a secondary that ranked 105th last year against the pass what do you think about the Sooners this year and I went total since of eight and a half minus 180 uh, the last four four out of five years they went double digit wins I can only expect you know that 
2020, uh, they, they didn't reset the 92. Yeah, the COVID year, 92. Yeah, but at, at minus 180, not knowing what they'll adjust to the defensive minded coach, uh, I can't touch it. You know, we could get a traditionally 10 and 2 team, or you could be a 6 and 6 team. Yeah, tough call. I agree. I, I can't touch the 180. I'm not really sure what to expect from this team. I won't be anywhere near them early on until I can see them play a little bit. Uh, next up, the Baylor Bears. Uh, with a win total of seven and a half after going 12 and two last year and winning the Big 12, feels like a little bit of uh, disrespect there for the for the Baylor's. I know they lose quarterback Gary Bohannon, um, but Blake Shapin uh, was the MVP of the Big 12 championship game last year. He's won the job in the spring. I think he's an upgrade at quarterback. Uh, the concerns are at wide uh, running back and wide receiver. They lose two running backs that combine for 2,400 yards rushing. Uh, they lose their top three receivers, uh, so they'll. They'll be with some un, undeveloped talent in the backfield, um, and they'll be looking for a playmaker at wide receiver. They do bring back four of their five starters on the O-line that rushed for 219 last year and only allowed 18 sacks. Uh, should be one of the best offensive lines in the nation. Uh, should be able to control the, the clock, control some games. Do you feel Baylor's getting a little disrespect here with that 7.5? I kind of know. I, I believe they are. I mean, they got one of the best defense lines, only allowing 119 yards per game last year. You know, I mean, the only problem is they did lose four uh, defensive backs and two linebackers. Uh, but I, I think they could be fine, but I don't know if they can repeat the Big 12. You? Uh, well, I'll save that for the for the predict for the Big 12 championship predictions. But um, I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to touch Baylor. Um, their win total sits at seven and a half minus 170. I do think they're a nine-win team. Um, any thoughts on their win total? I'm not touching Baylor. Let's talk a team I will be touching, Oklahoma State. They finished 12-2 last year and a foot away from winning the Big 12 championship and making an appearance on the college playoffs. And I know you uh, I know you like Mike Gundy's mullet. It looks like you're growing one of your oh, own that's there. nice. Yeah, it looks like you're growing one there. Uh, they do bring back Spencer Sanders at quarterback. Um, he's improved every season. Um, if he can stay healthy, I do think he takes a step forward. Um, they lose running back Jalen Warren and their top receiver, Tay Martin. Uh, but I think Gundy's never had a trouble um, really scoring points and, and having a good offense. For me, the concerns are at defense. And I know they were, uh, the last two seasons, one of the better defenses in college, only allowing 18 points per game last year. Um, they do return eight of their top 10 D linemen and their top tackler, um, but only have one starter come back in the secondary that ranks 17th. Um, for me, the question is about the defensive coordinator. Jim Knowles moves on to Ohio State. Um, to be the defense coordinator, so they replaced him with uh, Derek Mason, the defense coordinator from Auburn. How do you think that's going to impact this defense? It may impact them early as a, a new play call on defense, so you get used to the D line. Uh, they led the nation in sacks with 57 yards, 57 last year, and allowed 88 yards per game. I think the D line and tackle, if they're going to attack the quarterback, and it's going to go after them. Give them time for the secondary to jam together. Defense will be fine. I can't. The win total sits at eight and a half, uh, minus 110. I like that bet. I uh, really think it's going to be a nice bet. It's one of my favorite bets this season. Yeah, I don't know if they're, they're 12 and 2 again, um, like, like last year, but I do think they get over that eight and a half easily. Can't wait to see that game October 1st, Baylor uh, Oklahoma rematch. Let's talk about the Texas Longhorns. A lot of hype for this team uh, in Steve Sarkeesian's second year. Is the hype legit? Uh, it's hype every year in Texas, uh, every year, but. You know, come September 10th when they meet the Crimson Tide, the Tide 
you know, they're going to roll that ass, you know, just like they roll tie, but I hate to say that anyway. But this was a 5-17 team last year. Now people think they got them in the college playoffs. Just, just get out of here. Okay. Oh, last year their offense uh, was really not a problem. They scored 35 points. They do uh, think they have an upgrade at quarterback with Quinn Ewers transferring in from Ohio State. Uh, they bring back running back Ejon Robinson, probably one of the best running backs in the nation, uh, along with two of their top receivers, and they transfer in tight end uh, Jaheel Billingsley from Bama. He's got some big game experience. Uh, last year, the O-line was, was solid. They returned three of those starters, and they add two top freshman high school recruits. Um, so they should be solid again there. They'll probably score that 35 points a game, but, but can the defense prove? Uh, they allowed 202 yards rushing last year per game. I mean, the pass defense is ranked number 91st in the, in the nation. Um, sorry, I got distracted. I just turned my head, but oh, check the give up 31 points per game. Uh, I don't see them improving much. Eight and a half wins uh, is too much. They'll probably lose. Unless they, the, the quarterback's a real deal, then that's the only way I can see it. Quinn Ewers couldn't wait his turn at Ohio State, so uh, good luck, big guy. Um, I think I'm sure he'll do fine in Sark's uh, offense. Um, he'll have to be he'll have to be better than Thompson was last year. I'm going to buy a little of the hype. I think they're a nine and three team. I'm not touching it. Let's talk about the Kansas State Wildcats. Do we have to? Yeah, they're a Big Twelve team. I, I tell you a story. So when I was tell a story when I was in second grade. You know, right after I got out of school, I drove home, told my daddy, I said, Daddy, I got the biggest dick in second grade. He said, man, boy, you're 16 years old. <laughs> 16 years old in second grade. What's up that? Yeah, that's normal. You're right. <laughs> so are you saying we're not going to be talking Kansas State or? I did. I just told you, but my, my All right. story. All right. They did, they did uh, Kansas State did bring in quarterback Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. He's had shoulder issues uh, most of the spring, so Will Howard's taking most of the snaps. Um, if, if Martinez is healthy, he'll be the starter, at least until he starts turning the ball over. Um, any thoughts or jokes about Kansas State? Uh, defense wasn't bad. Defense kept him in, in the game last year. I mean, I just, this quarterback, I, I just don't trust him yet, uh, Martinez. Uh, I have no thoughts about a six-and-a-half win total. They also, yeah, they also have a, a three-game run against Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor in late September. So a little tough schedule there. Uh, I won't be betting their win total. Uh, but with the new offensive coordinator adding, adding some spread offense and running back Bruce Vaughn returning, I will be looking to play some overs in those games. Yeah, you know, I like overs. I can get in some overs. Uh, I just like overs. It's just positive. You know, you don't want to root, root on Yeah, teams. it's tough to bet. It's, yeah. it's tough to root for unders. Up next is, is an Iowa State team that really underachieved last year. Uh, this year they lose a ton of talent, including quarterback Brock Purdy and running back Reese Hall. Um, they do believe they have a special talent in quarterback Hunter Deckers, um, but with only five offensive starters and three defensive starters returning, Campbell's going to have to coach his ass off to get this team to 6-6. Six and six. What do you think about Iowa State? Uh, they just lost too much talent. Yeah, okay. they did lose a lot of talent. A lot of talent, and they... Uh, and they're going to try to improve on the newcomers, but uh, they have to step back this year and, and try new players out and see how they develop. Uh, I can see maybe five and seven or six and six. Another team in transition is the TCU Horn Frogs as they move on from Coach Gary Patterson after 21 years there. Uh, they finished five and seven last year. They do return 
10 starters on offense, eight on defense. Uh, they, last year they averaged 29 points per game, uh, but they gave up 35. Uh, they do bring in uh, Coach Sonny Dykes from SMU. He likes to run a fast-paced offense, so I think, I think they'll be able to score points in bunches. Uh, it's defense that really worries me. They gave up 222 yards rush per game last year, ranked 115th against the pass. It's not really a recipe for success. Any thoughts on the Horn Frogs? Ah, I mean, I like to hear, like, keep giving the points up. I mean, I'm an over guy, so I mean, I like to hear that. Yeah, it and, seems like a team you should be paying uh, attention to. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like to hear that. And, I mean, they can score points, they just can't stop anybody. And, I mean, just hope their totals are not set too high because they will move up. I mean, they keep getting up the yards. I'll definitely look at uh, week one versus Colorado. I mean, it's sitting at 55 right now. Uh, hopefully it stays around that area, not move to 57. Already looking for some overs. I love it. I love it. Uh, next up, the West Virginia Mountaineers, who finished last year 6-7. and seven. Uh, Last year, they were really vanilla on offense, uh, but now they bring in Graham Harold to be the offensive coordinator. Um, JT Jan Daniels transfers over from Georgia. They were together um, at USC, so it should be an easy transition for Daniels. Uh, they'll run a faster-paced offense, uh, so we should see some more big plays out of this team. On the other side of the ball, the defense was good at stopping the run. They have a veteran D-line. Uh, once again, they should be tough against the run. But beyond that, the secondary uh, has one starter back uh, on a team that ranked 75th against the pass last year. Uh, they do open up with the backyard brawl against Pitt. Um, they've won seven of those 10 games, but they haven't played since 2011, so that doesn't really mean much. What do you think about these Mountaineers? Uh, for me, I mean, uh, it's hard to watch. I mean, last year I didn't watch much. I mean, it sounds like a very good to open up the offense, you know, we talked about this. But again, a lot of competition here. So competitive, even in, I don't expect much of it, uh, but here, you know, the back, backyard brawl, they did that in 11 years. Whose idea was that? Yeah, I don't know whose idea it was. I'm glad they did um, bring it back, though. Um, always a fun game. I don't know who's, who makes the decisions, but we got it back, so that'll be a fun game September 1st. Um, I don't have any thoughts on their win total at five and a half, so let's move on to Texas Tech. They bring in uh, tight ends coach Joey McGuire to be the head coach. He does have some head coaching experience. He was a, he was a coach in high school for 13 years. It's his only high school, uh, only head coaching experience. Uh, so really don't expect, don't know what to expect here. Uh, they were seven and sack, seven and six last year. What do you think of Texas Tech? Yeah, it's like the whole division, seven and six, six and seven. Just beating up on each other. They averaged 30 points per game last year, bringing the offense coordinator, Zach Kittley from West Kentucky with a team averaging 44 points per game. Yeah, they're going to be able to score some points. Out and I think they're averaging 44 points a game. Yeah, that Western Kentucky team, was uh, their offense was humming every week. Um, they do also give up 30 points a game and switch to a 4-2-5 defense. Uh, so with knowing much, not knowing much about the coach and the defense the scheme changing, I don't expect I expect them to give up some points. I'm passing on their win total at 5.5, but I'll be looking to, to bet some of their totals. Last up, Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, coach... Lance Leopold starts his second year after going 2-10. and ten. Uh, I do think he's a good coach. I think he'll get them in the right direction. They were competitive in their last three last year. Uh, the win total sits at 2.5. I do see them 2-2 two and two after four. You think they could uh, win another game? Nah, man, this team, team won nine games in the last five years. I think they get to three. Probably not. A lot of questions about the Big Ten, so you never know what. Big might 12. Be able to steal Big 12. Big 12. Yep. Thank you for the before we make our Big 12 predictions, uh, did you see Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up? I've seen that. You did. Poor guy. 
Feel bad for him. I mean, he's a funny guy. I like him. Um, I mean, his Kim Kardashian was his rebound from Ariana Grande, so I don't know if uh, I feel I too bad for him. Yeah. He should be. He should be fine. Um, question: Who do you think Kim will date next? Uh, Reggie Bush. Get back with him. Reggie Bush. I didn't even think of that. I was going to give you some options. I was going to give you Kanye. I was going to give you an NBA player, a rapper. And how'd she start a whole career? Or Ben Affleck. How'd she start a whole career? On a bag. He's a running back. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. Two backs. It's a good call. I like it. I like it. Maybe maybe we should put up a, a poll on Twitter to see what the listeners think. All right, let's get back to the Big 12. Uh, really tough to predict the Big 12 championship because I can see a couple teams getting there. Uh, right now, Oklahoma, Oklahoma sits as the favorite to win the conference, plus 200, followed by Texas, plus 250, and then Oklahoma State and Baylor, plus 600. Um, I like Baylor, but they lost a lot of talent. I do think Oklahoma will get better throughout the season. Uh, Texas has, they just have to show me they can compete with Bama before I, I believe anything about them. Uh, but I have to go with Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma, uh, a bedlam rematch for the Big 12. I think Van Gundy finally gets it done. What do you think about the Big 12 championship? I like Oklahoma State. Quarterback Blaine Chubb showed me he was scared of the Big 12. I mean, he was there last year. So I'm going with Bama. I'm not buying a Texas hype for Oklahoma. Seems to figure it out. I think we see Baylor, Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship with Baylor's defense and Blake Shepard. Shepard winning. Shaping, yeah. Shaping. Winning? Winning 2024. All right, Baylor. So you got Baylor repeating. That's I like great. Baylor. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't hate that. Uh, the Big 12 is going to be competitive. We should learn a lot about these teams in the first few weeks. Uh, a lot of questions to answer. Um, will Texas finally live up to the hype? Will, how will Brett Venables do as head coach at Oklahoma? Can Baylor replace some of that lost talent? Uh, will Spencer Sanders stay healthy and improve? I guess we'll find out. And that wraps up a Big 12 preview. Let's drink. Yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and YouTube at Bet the Garage. Make sure you give us some feedback, comments, so we can uh, make sure we're making these shows better for you every time. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, see you soon with our ACC preview show. Stay chill, Pete. You'll be all right. Always remember, don't bet the house, bet the garage. Peace.